Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Please be advised that Six Degrees of Reality TV contains explicit language. Hi and welcome to Six Degrees of Reality TV, the podcast where two MFAs try to figure out what the hell is happening on our screens. My name is Amy and I hold an MFA in creative nonfiction. And my name is Leslie and I hold an MFA in creative writing fiction. And together we are trying to uncover what it means to fall in love on reality TV. Hi everyone, welcome to Six Degrees of Reality TV. My name is Amy and I'm your co-host. And I'm Leslie. Hi Leslie. Hi Amy. So we've both been up to a lot of stuff. Like before we get to the shit show that is Position Day. <laughs> let's talk I've about our personal getting, I've lives. I've been getting neck tattoos. <laughs> Oh, I've been getting so many um, just messages of like, can't wait to hear this, but we're going to make you wait a few more minutes because we did cool stuff. Like last weekend, I don't mean to brag, but I'm going to brag. Well, I you got, go ahead because mine, yours will be the up and mine will be the really lame. So go ahead you go first. So last week I went to Red Bank, New Jersey, home of Kevin Smith. I went to the Stash Bash, which is the 25th anniversary of their secret stash, which is their comic book store. And I got to meet the entire cast of Clerks 3. Yes, there is a oh Clerks my God, 3 coming Oh my God, that's so exciting. And I got to hang out with Kevin Smith and not only like just take a picture with him, like actually talk to him and get a hug because I of course started crying the moment I saw him because... I walked into the store and he was there greeting people. And I was like, what the fuck? And he shook my hand and I just started sobbing. <laughs> I mean, as a Gen Xer, Clerks was everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, when that movie came out, it was like, oh my God, here's people. Here's someone who understands us. It was everything. I love him. Oh, it was just amazing. And for me, it just runs deeper because of the podcasting. Like it really sure. got me to want a podcast. And I told him like, because of you, I have a podcast. Um, Because of you. I talk about Married at First Sight and <laughs> Mark's Elmer's Glue Jizz. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. He's trying to erase that. Oh, I need to put a trigger warning on this episode that within the first two minutes, I'm talking about Mark's Jizz. Oh, God. Mm. Filthy Amy. So, mm. Kevin Smith, if you are listening, I love you. Thank you so much. You were so, so kind to me. Jen was kind. His wife, everyone was just super cool. They're like the coolest people. If you get to go to like a Comic-Con or any kind of like meet and greets with Kevin and like his whole VSQ universe people, do it. They are so down to earth. They're amazing. I hate to burst your bubble, but if he was listening, he probably shut it off as soon as I said Elmer's Blue Jizz. No, I think he would have enjoyed or that. He like, Where's this guy? Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably where's this going um so I got to live out a dream this weekend as well so 
for those of you who uh, know Ryan Adams, so Ryan Adams was in a bunch of different bands, Whiskey Town and a bunch of different stuff. And then he was also married to Mandy Moore. And then I remember um, this. Yes. Then some unfortunate news surfaced and he got swept up in the Me Too movement. Oh, no. (laughs) And so he disappeared for a while. And this was the first show back in four years. Oh, wow. And it was at Carnegie Hall. And it was amazing. He went for three hours. And you could hear a pin drop in that place. Well, it's Carnegie Hall. You got to be quiet. (laughs) It was amazing. He sounded brilliant. He, you know, he, I think he didn't directly talk about what had happened, but you could tell that he was talking around it kind of, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And he was funny and he was not overly like, oh, I'm back. Like, it wasn't like that. It didn't have that vibe. Like, oh, I've been cleared. You know, it was more like, thank you for, for accepting me back. And, you know, this means more to me. Like he was very humble. I guess that's the word I'm going to say. And so, yeah, so we went and it was Timmy and me and he played, I would say 17, 18 songs and they were all great. And what he did is he played them like in different ways, like a song that we all know and love. He would play in a different key or he played on the piano or he like it was really interesting. And that could be honestly hit or miss because sometimes a song is so perfect that you want to hear it exactly like on the record. And then the musicians are just so sick of playing this hit song. Yeah. They're like, let me switch it up. And then it sucks. The weird arrangement, like you don't like it, but Sometimes it's even better. And you're like, holy crap. No, you're absolutely right. Because he did that, I would say, with maybe five. And I would say three of them, I was like, wow. And, and for me, it's just it's just a taste thing. He mm-hmm. slowed them down and he played them on the piano. And that was beautiful, in my opinion. But the other two, he played like kind of in a higher key. And I was like, eh, this doesn't mm-hmm. really have the melody that I like to sing. Yeah. So like it was a little different. But, you know, it was great. And it poured the entire time. Yes, it's been raining a lot lately. And then guess what? I was in a pizza place and we're, we're leaving the pizza place and I'm walking out and we get out of there and we're halfway down the block and Timmy goes, you just walked right past David Sedaris. <laughs> he was what? standing in line <laughs> in the pizza place. Oh, God. Like, were, were you at Sbarro's? That's I'm like, uh, Michael Scott's favorite pizza joint. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It was um, Angela's Cold Fire which I'd been wanting to go to mm-hmm. it's right on 47th there right by Carnegie okay. Hall and I'm like it was not David Sedaris so I showed him a picture of David Sedaris because Timmy's like a huge nerd listens to NPR all the time so he's like no I recognized his voice I just heard an interview with him it definitely was him I walked right past him then I was in that weird moment of do I go back but then what would I do so we just kept yeah. walking <laughs> see the new york thing to do is to kind of look to just at them. ignore them right or like yeah whatever sometimes make a little eye contact mm-hmm. and a nod and keep walking because but this was different because do. this was david sedaris is one of my favorite writers hmm. like it would be like you seeing one of your favorite musicians 
Steven like, Tyler. Right. He like walks it's around New York City like nothing because I follow him on Instagram and there are days where he's like, oh, just in Central Park. And then he's like grabbing, a, you know, like a pizza. And I'm like, what the, where am I when this is I happening? know. I, John Lennon used to do the same thing. I mean, when you go yeah, back well, and watch Imagine John Lennon, the documentary, he's just him and Yoko just walking around Central Park, which yeah, you know, didn't led to his murder him. eventually. Yeah. But it was so, it's so weird to me, but I, I've seen celebrities before in New York and I don't bother them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're, but it's always been somebody I didn't care about. Right. This was David Sedaris and mm. he wasn't eating. So like if he was eating, I wouldn't have even thought about it, but he was in line waiting. So I could have said hello. Could have been like, could have been like, oh, can I buy you a slice? Like, I would totally be a baller. I could have been you know, like, oh my god, I love you. Three dollars for a pizza. <laughs> I could have been like, Naked is one of my favorite books of all time. Like, totally, you know, showed me how to use humor and memoir. Like, I could have dorked out completely. And Timmy would but have just heard, "Being naked with you is the best of all time." <laughs> That's what he would have heard. <laughs> Uh, for many reasons, David Sedaris is not a threat to Timmy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, girl. So we have a shit show to cover. First of all, guys, I mean, we're going to spoil it right up front. All four couples said yes. Leslie, were you mind blown? I was pissed, especially by the first couple, mm. because I figured... There's just not enough. I mean, if your pussy is that dry, why would you still be with that man? Right. I have theories, but let's hear your coverage of it. Yeah. And then we'll we'll talk a little bit about it. So first up is uh, the name of the episode has got my mind made up, which is weird. Why wouldn't you just call it Decision Day? But okay, whatever. Um, so first up, we have Michael and Jasmina. We're going to do it in the orders that in the order that it was. So mm-hmm. take it away, girl. It's Decision Day. The day we have all been waiting for since episode one. Like, <laughs> honestly, this show. Oh my God, I feel like I have bad. significantly more gray hair since this show. Because I feel like it was 1994 when this pilot aired, right? When we saw um, these people get married. It's just the recapping. On the only episode where recapping matters, which is the final episode, mm-hmm. I feel like we don't even need it because every episode leading up to this, we get the same recap. And if not that, we get them referencing something that just happened and then they recap it. So it's mm-hmm. like, what, what are we doing? So anyways. I think we need some merch that just says recap this motherfuckers and it has like the double fingers <laughs> yeah it'll be lady fingers like not like actual women's finger but like the what is it dessert lady fingers yeah there we go because we're so angry about we're the recapping so angry. Okay. all right so at the beginning of the episode they do the self-cam moment where they're talking about like you know i don't know what i'm gonna do i don't know what i'm gonna say bitches you know what you're gonna say they're all getting ready for the big day. But I did love that Katina admitted that she needed to get her face done and look cute, especially if she's getting, you know, rejected. She looks like, gorgeous. She looks gorgeous. gorgeous. She always does. So all tells us that he's considering everything, traveling, kids in the future. You know, oh, he's got to be oh, and he has to say things to contradict himself later on. So that's mm-hmm. kind of how it starts. All the couples start doing all of that. And then Jasmina and Michael. So they're the first couple on decision day. 
the experts are chit-chatting. They do the whole thing like, oh, what's going to happen? The fat up and down, blah, blah, blah. And Dr. Viviana is all hung up on the fact that Jasmine and Michael have not had sex. She's like, where is the sex? Put the P in the V for God's sakes. Dr. Viv is just like, she's all dried up over there because nobody's having (laughs) sex and she needs some people to be having it. Yeah. So, you know, since that's her brand, she has to say the word sex during every appearance. Mm -hmm. That's her brand. Otherwise, the lifetime check won't clear. She needs to say sex. Yep. She is the sex therapist. Let's not forget. She's the sex part. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, Dr. Pepper thinks it could go either way. Total cop-out, it's a non-answer. You're just saying, you know, well, we don't know what's going to happen. So she says that Jasmine and Michael do cherish large families and their morals are similar. So Dr. Pepper hopes they become physically intimate with each other and not just remain friends. So everybody mm-hmm. wants these two to bang. I don't know what it is. Do you just want two gorgeous people to bump uglies? Is that what it is? There is a nation watching you, Jasmine and Michael. <laughs> we want to see the P and the V. Or at we least hear about it. We need to see the P and the V or the, I'll even take the P and the A at this point. Let <laughs> me just, let me just see it. Something. Let's get P it going. P between the T's. I'm fine with that. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) I want his P to touch her in some way. Touch her like in the ear. (laughs) Here, ear fucker. Do something. So then we get this cutesy montage of how beautiful Jasmina is, narrated by Michael. And then we get the real deal with them arguing, but ultimately they're all laughs and giggles. Meanwhile, her downstairs is still dry. That's in my actual notes. Mm-hmm. We then get Jasmina's perspective and she says she loves his loyalty and how silly he is. But of course, we get her talking about how she's not sure about him and that the communication is awful and openly admits she has no feelings for him other than as a laughing partner and friend. I was like, I've never heard that before, a laughing partner. Who's my laughing partner? What the fuck is this? Skeletor? I don't fucking know. Oh Who's my your laughing God. partner? Okay. Okay. So Michael is the first to arrive and he's in a purple suit and I loved it. His suit looked great. You'll be proud of me. I actually noticed what people wore. Are you proud of me? Yeah. They had clothes on. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Amy wrote Mm -hmm. down clothes Mm -hmm. on. Yes. Uh, So he sits down with the experts and then Jasmina shows up in a bright orange dress and like she compliments, well, how good he looks and they give each other a hug. And I'm like, okay, so what's Mm -hmm. happening here? Laughing buddies. What's going on? And then Jasmina tells producers she doesn't know how Michael will react to her decision. And then tension is building. This is the producers trying to get us to think that she may say no. Yeah. It's bullshit. They probably made her go back and be like, okay, record this little confessional. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So then when Pastor Cal asks them how the last two weeks have been, Jasmina responds, good. And you see Pastor Cal breathe a sigh of relief and he like places his hand over his heart. Like, oh my God, thank you. Jesus, thank you. Now we all know I have a complicated relationship with Pastor Cal. (laughs) Same. (laughs) However, he was doing the heavy lifting in this episode, don't you think? He was crying. He was giving the (laughs) advice, clutching his pearls, his heart. He was going for that daytime Emmy. Like, I think he was too. too. And I think, you know, unlike most weeks where 50% of what he says is bullshit. I only think like 25% of it was. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So by this point, we're about eight minutes into the episode and six and a half of those minutes are just them recapping. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. so there we go. 
Michael talks about the progress they've made. And as you know, they talks about the progress they made as a couple and he talks about going into the experiment wanting to be vulnerable, but it wasn't until they built a connection that he was able to open up to her. And then we see that and we saw how difficult it was in Puerto Rico and everything. Mm -hmm. And yep. eventually, you know, getting friend zoned and all that. So Pastor Kyle turns to Jasmina, who says she's just not there yet. And if she's not feeling it, she's just not feeling it. And you're like, wait, what's going on here? <laughs> he then admits to having two moments where she thought she was ready for a divorce. Yeah. Tense yep. Music. Yep. Pastor Kyle tells and every tells every married woman in America went only two. You're doing oh, okay. Only two. You're you're good, girl. That was me at the altar. What, what's going on? So Pastor Kyle tells them not to sweat the connection part, but Jasmina says, "I have this fear that I maybe won't get there romantically, and that's a legitimate fear because mm -hmm. it's fine that they're getting along, they're friends, they could do things together. But again, if she's not sexually attracted to him, then." they're going to have to find that need somewhere else and that will not work for them. Or maybe it will, who knows? Um, but she does admit that they do hold hands occasionally. She leans up against him. She puts her legs over him, but securing, you know, her chastity belt is still intact because you know, <laughs> no yes. pee is going to get in the V. Um, so then we find out that Michael grabbed her booty while he was asleep and Dr. Viviana chimes in a pat in the booty is usually kind of fun. Again, Dr. Viviana on oh, brand. This, this whole booty shit. By the way, guys, I apologize if you hear lawnmower in my background. It's a nice day out. So, of course, it's long cutting palooza up here. <laughs> um, this whole booty shit was wild. It was wild. I took screen grabs of it and I'm going to post it. Yes. Like, why <laughs> would, first of all, why would Jasmina even bring this up? Like, it seems so weird. And then, like, the fact that she lifted, like, a butt cheek and she palmed it. She was like, and then he palmed it. And I was like, okay, yeah. you know what booty touching looks yeah. like? Yeah. And Pastor Cal, well, go ahead. I'll let you finish. Yeah. Then, then so I'll rip Mina Pastor Cal a new one. Yeah. Go ahead. So just Mina says, when it happened, I wasn't like, oh, hell no. So she sees that as a step in the right direction. <laughs> I was like, wow. Um, I was not repulsed by you. Therefore, we're moving forward. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Dr. Pepper then proclaims, they are all on the booty train, guys. They're all on the <laughs> booty train. They're all on the booty train. Pastor Kyle does make an excellent point about being friends and lovers and that they don't have to be mutually exclusive. Like your best friend could be your husband or could mm -hmm. be your boyfriend or your sure. wife or whatever. And for them, they're making the friendship thing be so separate from their relationship that it's kind of like, they're not getting there essentially. And my whole thought was, well, they just don't like each other in that sense. Or at least she's not into him in that sense. I thought that was a good point that he made though. Like we do kind of separate those two mm -hmm. things. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, I just, I, I guess I, I thought to myself, that is what they're doing, but sometimes, right? So the, the inverse of that is that everybody who's your friend, you could potentially have a romantic interest in, and that's not true. So no. there are some cases where it is yeah. split. And yeah. you're right. For these guys, that romantic might never develop. Exactly. She doesn't want that P and that V. We talked about this. She is dry as a Sahara desert. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. then Dr. Pepper announces, 
that the time has come for them to make the decision if they want to remain married or get a divorce. I had to read that because, you know, <laughs> she says it so beautifully. I needed <laughs> to repeat it. Well, and I love how they act like this is the biggest decision. Of our life. No, it's not. If you don't get a divorce now, all it means is the show won't pay for it. Like exactly. you have to pay for your own divorce next week. That's all it means. Exactly. There's no real, like, you don't have to stay married to this person for the rest of your life. If you decide yeah. to stay married, the, the stakes are not high enough. In, in my opinion, in the show, Ugh, it's crazy. So then mm-hmm. Jasmina starts by turning to Michael and saying, we have come a long way to which he, you know, replies, that's an understatement. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, okay, get to it, get to it. And she says that at the beginning, she wasn't even sure she'd want to stay married to him and tells him that at the end of the day, she does know him well enough. But she says, but I want to get to know you better and stay married. Yeah, yeah. She fucked with him. I was like, what the fuck? Yep. And then it's Michael's turn. Mm-hmm. He reiterates how sucky their time together had been, mm-hmm. but thinks that they remove all the cameras and all the extraness. And that's when Dr. Viviana was like drying her tears. She's like, I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry. Something good is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And Pastor Cal hands her a tissue. And then he says, they would be further along if it wasn't for all the cameras. Um, and he's not ready to give up on their marriage. So he also decides to say yes and stay married. Yeah. Michael, need I remind you guys, the hardest working man in reality TV. He has put in the hours. Holy shit. Like he will come, we, we, they will break up guaranteed. Yeah. But he will be a better person for this process. Yeah. And Jasmina does tell producers that once the cameras are off, that that's their true test. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And she does see a potential with Michael. And I'm just like, I don't see it. I don't see it, but I don't think she's lying. Like, I, I really she wants to because she, she sees wants the progress to. he's yes. made. Yep. But she's just not feeling him. She's and not I think, attracted to him. And I think she genuinely likes him. And I, I think she gets a bad rap. Everybody's like, oh, she's going to break his heart. Or blah, blah, blah. And I guess there have been spoilers out there that that's going to happen. Whatever. Um, as women, we're used to people talking about strong women like that. You know, of course, and she's going to be a bitch us. and break his heart, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I don't sense that from her. Like, I really believe that she believes mm-hmm. that she wants this to work. She does. I think that she does, but mm-hmm. I don't think it will. I don't think it will either. And that's okay. You know, mm-hmm. like, it's maybe it's just not meant to be. That's fine. But Michael yeah. has definitely grown. I, I don't see that same growth in her. But to be fair, I don't think she had that far to go. You know what I mean? I think that she was very set in her ways. She knew who she was. She knew what she wanted. Whereas Michael was still trying to figure that out and dealing with a lot of grief that he had to overcome. Yes. So maybe that was a turnoff for her, just kind of helping him get through that. Because that could be very taxing when you're dealing with someone who's in such a dark place. And he, you know, you and I've talked about this before. Like he is a child of trauma, period. Mm -hmm. And trauma manifests itself in different ways. And Michael protects himself. And I think he learned to feel safe with her and open up with her. And he's done a lot of amazing work. I I would love to see him go through therapy and can't even imagine like how great he would come out of that. Cause he really does. Yeah. He knows himself. He's introspective. He's connecting everything. And he takes 
um, the assignment. Like he processes yes. the advice and he applies it. Yes. Because Elijah is a different story. Like he'll <laughs> be told something and then he's going to do the exact opposite and then complain that it didn't work. It's like, well, you didn't try. If Jasmine and Michael do not work out, he will have no shortage of women in his DMs who are ha, will have a flood in the basement and they'll be ready exactly. to go. <laughs> they'll be ready to go. He's going to be tearing through peas. He will. <laughs> Okay. No, tearing through V's. Tearing through oh, V's. Oh, well, he, oh, he could tear through P's. Who knows uh, what he likes? I don't, I don't care but what he likes. P because I'm thinking of pussy because I'm dirty. <laughs> so that's what I meant. <laughs> All right. So you're ready for Yeah, you're using you're using the dirty P. <laughs> the dirty P. Ooh, I like okay. that. All right. Mm. So let's hear about um Isaac slash Olajuwon. Did you want to talk about the editing? fakeness was that who did I what feel, couple was that around i feel like that was with both of these couples actually okay because with jasmina throughout you saw that the last two weeks you know like maybe the last four episodes they were getting along and it was getting better but again there was a lot of editing and a lot of confessionals where she's like well i don't think i'll be able to get there yet well, I don't, I'm just not feeling it. And so everything is leading you to believe that she will say no, he will say yes, because he's still in it and trying to work this out. But she was like a hard no. So mm-hmm. that's why I was like, this feels a little like they fucked with us. Like, what are we not seeing? Wait, don't you love when they fuck with the audio editing so much? It's like they won't show their face, right? Mm-hmm. They're like, and then his the, voiceovers, the camera's like on the cat, right? And it's like, <laughs> I told Lindsay, I don't want to do this. And then I said, it's like totally different tones and cadence. Yeah, I love that. All right. So let's go with the Lajuan and then we'll talk about his neck tattoos. Yeah. Katina and the Lajuan. So the experts are sitting around waiting for O and Katina to arrive. And they talk about how this is a couple that has all the makings of a good marriage. But Dr. Pepper interjects, they're getting in trouble about their future, not the present. And I couldn't mm-hmm. agree more. Couldn't agree because more. Olajuwon is all of, what if, what if, two years from now, what if this, mm-hmm. it's like, dude, just deal with the moment. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Cal says it sounds like an excuse and married people go to school, married people travel, married people do all kinds of shit. Mm-hmm. So it's not just about the, oh, well, if you're in school, then how can you be my wife? Like, dude, shut up. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, and I get yeah. it. I get him worrying about that slightly, yeah. but he's he's focusing on it. He's obsessing. It's, it's like an excuse. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Viviana hit the nail right on the head when she says it's a power play and oh is just testing her and if she passes it he gives her another hoop for her to jump in mm. i was like that's what it is he's wow. testing her okay. because last episode he was telling her be selfish in your decision i will be selfish do what's best for katina like he just kept saying that over and over and over again kind of intimating like i'm gonna say no so hopefully you say no too yeah yeah if, if I just went based alone on what he was saying, I would think he's a definite no. It was mind boggling. Okay. So we get to the montage of the wedding and the first impressions. And then Elijah one arrives. He's the first one. Very nice blue suit. I like that color. I'm not sure I liked exactly it what too. color it is, but it was really complimentary to his skin. They looked and amazing. Katina walks in all smiles. It's like a powder pink tight, long spaghetti strap. Like, I mean, she just looked gorgeous. 
um, and they start reminiscing on the good times and bad times. The dating app is brought up yet mm-hmm. again. Of course. But O says anything can be fixed, then corrects himself and says, well, some things can be fixed because the, the you know, experts were like, oh, so anything can be fixed. So you guys are good. He's like, oh, no, 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 wait, 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 take that back. Oh, wait a minute. I can't let her have too much of this carrot. I have to pull back a little bit. Exactly. Mm. It's, it's oh, God. But for them, that was their biggest hurdle. But Dr. Viviana wants to know why they haven't banged yet. Why? <laughs> she really why? does want to know that. She is so like, is she not getting laid? Why is she so into this? I think it's literally like in her contract that she has to encourage them and get them to bang. Yeah. Like if they don't bang by the end, she's fired. (laughs) (laughs) So then O says that he knows Katina wants it because he would let her watch him shower. Okay. What is happening? Again, I not to be an Olajuwon apologist. But I just think he doesn't know how to say things. Yeah. Like what he was, let me translate. What he was trying to say is there's definitely chemistry between us. Like there's Mm -hmm. times she'll peek at me in the shower and, you know, I know she's interested. And then I'm, you know, I'm also obviously interested in her. That's what he wanted to say. Yeah. But but that's not what he said. I allow her to graze upon me or to gaze upon me, graze to, hey, whatever. To gaze upon my Adonis-like stature. So I think he just doesn't know how to articulate things. <laughs> and it just comes out. And even you could see Pastor Callie's just kind of shaking his head like, dude, you got to learn how to talk. Yeah. And he does admit that he also wants to bang her. Mm-hmm. But he says he knows himself. Had he given in, he would have lost interest and they wouldn't have the connection they have. And I'm like, that was the issue from the very beginning. Because he was like, he's trying to tame Isaac because if Isaac mm-hmm. comes out, this is over. Because apparently he loses interest once he bangs a woman. Well, so. we've talked about this. The Madonna and the whore complex. Like he needed yep. to keep her in the Madonna place long enough yeah. To have that established. So she just wouldn't be the other thing. You know exactly. what I mean? You know, and he's still stuck on the mentality of wanting a traditional wife. One that cooks, one that cleans the house. And he admits it's been a struggle for them. And he flat out says Katina cannot cook. That her food is not edible. Yeah, which is really insulting, but I felt seen. But I was like, why would you say that? Especially knowing what your decision is. Why do you have to cut her down yet again? I know. I it's know. like, it's all the time. It's like, he'll praise her. And then at the same time, like diss her. And it's like, why? I Just know. let her have a moment. Cause he wants to be in control the whole time. That's what he has is. to be in control. He has to keep her down. I, I give Elijah, Elijah a lot of grace. However, this is not the right relationship for Katina. No, it's not. Cause he's going to take this strong, independent, you know, successful black woman, and he is going to systematically break her down yep. until she has zero confidence. And, this and she doesn't deserve bullshit. that. Bullshit talks of masculinity where yep. you defend everything, every put down by saying it's just me keeping it 100 slash, yep. you know, hashtag yeah. keeping it real. It's like, no, you're being a dick. Like Lindsay tends to do the same thing, but she, she kind of, like saved it a little bit this episode when she said Steve is not what I want but he's what I need like if Lajuan would say something like that like 
I wait, Lindsay, or Mark. I'm sorry, Mark. Mark. Mark yeah, because I was like, yeah. wait, what? <laughs> um, I mean, Steve is what we all need. I guess I just <laughs> misspoke. Um, but if Elijah said, look, I wanted somebody a little further along in their career. I wanted somebody mm-hmm. who would match me a little bit. I didn't get that. But there's so many amazing things about Jasmina that I could care less about all of that. That'd Katina. be fine. <laughs> oh my fucking god guys i, I literally had off. four hours of sleep last night. I'm so sorry. he was rocking and rolling all night i'm sorry my <laughs> point is again he doesn't know how to temper any of this language no he does not and pastor cow advises him to choose his words wisely like carefully Just shut the fuck carefully. up dude yeah <laughs> because he's talking none of that like he hurts her feelings and it's like that's not cool yeah, and she she takes it on the chin because she's mm-hmm. amazing, but it's not always going to be that way. It's going to eat at her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Katina said that she was looking forward to being a traditional wife, but it's supposed to be 50-50 partnership. And she doesn't have to cook every day. And O does not look pleased when she said that she doesn't have to cook every day. Mm-mm. So suspenseful music she's, plays. She's not getting a 50-50 partner. She's just not. She's not. And if that's what she wants, she needs to bail right now because that's not what's yeah. happening. So Pastor Cow is the one that asks the question, do they want to stay married or get a divorce? Katina goes like, first. And I kind of knew what she was going to say. I figured she was going to say yes. So she says she feels a bond with him, even though he feels her timelines aren't matching because they're at different parts in their lives, but that it's not a deal breaker to her. And she says she wants to stay married to him because it's only been eight weeks and they could use more time, which is fair. But does he deserve that? No, not the way he's been treating her. There was a whole like million women who just went, oh, girl, save yourself, please. Yeah. Please save yourself. And she didn't. So, But then the best is yet to come. Oh, it's O's turn. And he clears his throat and says, I hope you take this the right way. I was like, what the fuck is he going to say? We're not going <laughs> to take it the right way because you're not going to say it the right way. <laughs> so he says that she had asked that he had asked the experts for a woman who's more established in life. And those are the reasons he would say no. What? So See, basically that's what he would have like- said Katina. I would say no to Katina because she's not where I expected the experts would have picked her to be. But again, like, so the first part of that sentence is okay, right? Mm-hmm. Like I asked the experts for somebody who was further along, blah, blah, blah. The It's the back part that's like a veiled threat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't work. Like, that's why I would say no. Like, okay, all right. Yeah. And then there's like a really long pause. And then you get a shot of the experts looking confused. They're looking at each other like, what is he going to say? And then O says, I love our chemistry. I love who you are as a person. I love to be around you. And your effort is what made me overlook all those things. So yeah, you know, you're awful, but I could overlook it because, you know. It was so condescending. Like at least you're trying. At least you're trying. At least you're trying to be a good wife. Mm-hmm. I'll let you taste this dick, you know, you mm-hmm. tried. I'll put the P in the V. <laughs> then he goes on to ramble about something that it was his dad told him about. Okay, I was crying. Movie. I was crying. 
needing to know the future and it was the like his dad's birthday and i know i know passed. this this like sucker thing. over here was sobbing and buying see this is the problem with me as much as i like to pretend that i'm objective and i would see right through lajuan's bullshit i would be right there with him <laughs> he starts sobbing and katina you know, comforts him. She hugs him and she whispers mm-hmm. to him, why didn't you tell me it was your dad's birthday? Like, it was mm-hmm. like a genuine moment. Like, you saw that they have a real relationship in that moment. I think if he could just let go. So one of two things is going to happen. Again, he's going to either systematically break her down or, and this is, I think, less of a chance of happening. She will strip him of that machismo yeah. way of thinking. Do you know what I mean? Which yeah, one would hope with therapy and, and you know, couples yeah. counseling or something. He seems open to it. He's got to he's got to get rid of that. He's got to get rid of that because they do have a good thing. I think they do. It's just I don't like the way he talks to her sometimes. Right. It kind of bothers me. Right. And then you know he says that he prefers a woman who puts in the effort than someone who has everything and doesn't put in any work. Which I I get what he means by that. Yeah. But again, he's kind of telling her, like, you earned this from me. Yes. Thank you. Yes. That's what it feels like. Leslie. Yes. And I don't like that. I don't like that at all. You nailed it. You nailed it. He treats it like she earned him. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And then he finally says he wants to continue the marriage. And she was like, oh, you had me scared for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then they jump behind the couch and put the P in the V. <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, I mean, the experts give them the bottle of champagne to take they, after they toast. Like, here, take do. this. Do what married folks do. That's what Pastor Cal told them. Pastor Cal's literally yelling, go do what married folks do. Exactly. Okay, dude, calm down. <laughs> do you think that the experts in real time, because of course this stuff is edited, Mm-hmm. As he's going on and on about like reasons why he would say no, the, the experts thought, oh no, he's going to say no. Because that's what it, it was edited that way. Like he was saying no. He was putting conditions on everything. Compliment, backhanded compliment. You know well, what I mean? Well, that's just the way he lives. Um, So feel free to call me stupid, naive baby Amy. But <laughs> I do believe the experts don't know ahead of time. Hmm. I think the producers do. The producers, the producers do. probably do. And that's why they manipulate the order. Mm-hmm. but I think that they keep it from the I, if I were Pastor Cal I wouldn't want to like, know please don't tell that. me I want to yeah. know in the moment yeah 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 because I want a general reaction because their reactions are genuine and they're crying and they're like excited and mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it, it, it was good okay now we have uh, you know what let's do this let's take a break I'm gonna collect myself yes and I'm gonna I check see- on our mascot Joey. Before I see Steven, and I'm calling him Steven because of the hotness, I'm going to collect myself. We'll take a quick break. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. 
What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. So now we come to the greatest love story of all time. <laughs> Did you or did you not see Steve in his suit and say, Amy's going to have a fit over this? I thought (laughs) he's wearing the sexy suit, but Amy sees him butt naked right now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, I saw him with that suit on. (laughs) (laughs) He looks so good. Oh, my God. When they were showing that montage of them dancing and doing all that, I was like, I get it now. I get it. Penny's dropping. I get it. (laughs) <laughs> and it's just this this cool confidence about mm-hmm. him. This all right, all right, all right. Like I know I do that, but it's true. Mm-hmm. He is cool and collected. Okay. So Steve is telling us that Noi is beautiful and smart and he's proud to be her husband. And Noi says how she admires Steve living life on his terms. Mm, you don't seem like you really admire it. She also <laughs> says she doesn't know if he will ever trust her again after the social media thing. This, I guess, has become quite the issue between Mm -hmm. them. So Noi is wearing a long pink dress. She looks really nice. And Steve shows up and he's wearing, I have a note here, the hottest suit ever. (laughs) And again, that color is really nice. Like a blue. Oh, he's so beautiful. And not only that, he's brought flowers for everyone and a dozen roses for Noi. This man knows how to do shit. Mm -hmm. Take a lesson. He gave Pastor Kyle a book, I think. Yeah, he did. Take a lesson, guys. This is how you do it. So Pepper asks if they've missed one another. Noi says yes. And then they remember their wedding and how they instantly hit it off. Noi told him on day two or three that she was falling in love with him. She's like, I see what I got here. Mm -hmm. You know? So then Steve says he's been feeling great. They're in a really good place. Then she takes his hands and I immediately start tearing up. Okay. She tells him how she loves how he takes care of her when she's upset. She feels safe with him. She starts to cry. Amy starts to cry in her kitchen with their <laughs> AirPods in. starts to cry. <laughs> oh, my God. He immediately, again, knows what to do, right? Immediately slides over and hugs her. Mm-hmm. She says she has never felt safe to express herself in past relationships. And you and I have talked about this. Again, she is another child of trauma, guys, yes. from, from her upbringing. And she has probably never really felt secure. Mm -hmm. And here's this man who, ironically, without a job, kind of makes her feel secure, like emotionally. Mm -hmm. So they have issues to iron out. She admits this. And she's like, you know, I want the housework to be 50. She's fighting with this fucking dude about housework. And he's coming back at her. And then what they're not saying here, like she doesn't want to say it because she probably doesn't want to make them look bad. But I think what she what the issue is, is you're not working. I'm mm-hmm. working. Do you know what I mean? I think that's the unsaid. So she's like, yeah. I'm working. You're doing all the shit in the house. Fine. If you had a job, it would be 50 50. Yeah, I think that that's what she wants to say. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't she's not being oh about it and just putting her foot in her mouth. <laughs> Now we need O out there to translate. 
So now we talk about Steve not having a job. And Pastor Cal says, when I met my wife, I was between jobs. Okay, this is new information. I imagine Pastor Cal, like, because I think he became a pastor late in life. So what was his first career? What are your thoughts here? Male stripper. Oh, see, I thought maybe like a used stereo salesman. (laughs) Oh my God. He worked at Radio Shack. (laughs) All right. So he said, you know, I... I had a lot of skills and I knew that I would land on my feet and I would be okay. And I see that in Steve. And I think that's why I like Steve so much. I just think he's going to do amazing things. Steve goes first and he says now, so now they're like, okay, what are you going to do? What's your answer? Mm -hmm. Steve goes first. And he's like, I love being with Noi. And when we're in bed at night, we're talking, we're laughing, we're talking about our future. I never feel judged. And he says, his answer is absolutely yes. And then Noi says, she would love to stay married with him. And I wrote, don't blame me, girl. <laughs> and then she says, he has opened up a part. I could cry reading this. This is so emotional for me. <gasps> okay. She says, Steve has opened up a part of her that has been dormant. She could be her true self and he loves and accepts her for all that she is. Then she dives on him. And this is where I want to see some PMV action. I don't get any. <laughs> they toast and Pastor Cal does this weird wedding vow recitation where he's like, uh, for, for richer or richer. Oh, yeah. Okay, dad joke. All right. So later we see them, but I'll get to that later. Let's go to Mark and Lindsay. Oh, mm-hmm. Mark. The experts are like, these two are perfect for each other. There's been up and down and it's been volatile, but you know, it's, it's ironing itself out now. So everything's (laughs) fine. So we get a montage of their fucking nightmare, including Mark begging her to stop touching him. (laughs) And then he says, oh, so they've come in now. Mark's wearing, he's trying to wear a Steve suit. Mark. Yeah. No, he looks fine but you looked no. fine but you are not steve stop okay the other guys brought it they look yes. really sharp yes Lindsay comes in um she's wearing a blue dress i thought she looked good yeah she did her hair looked great i thought she looked really good so we get a montage of their nightmare blah 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 <clears throat> now we're talking about her laugh and he says it could be infectious or terrifying <laughs> and we get this cackle it was perfect. <laughs> it was perfect. It was amazing. So um, Mark says the last two weeks. Oh, here's something Leslie or Leslie. Lindsay does that drives me crazy. The experts say, well, you guys look well coordinated. And Lindsay kisses his hand and goes, oh, look at you, cutie. And she's yeah. fantasizing him again. I hate it. She does it all the time. Yep. He might like that, though. Hmm. I don't know. So Mark says the last two weeks have been pretty healthy and they've been showing up for each other. And Lindsay says, not two weeks for me, just one week. She okay. always has to do that. Just like she'll say something him. positive and then she'll be like, well, not really. She ah! always- cackle. <laughs> oh my God, that cackle. Like, ah! I can't even do it. I can't even do it. I'm doing a dolphin. Do it. It's not working. <laughs> um, <laughs> Flipper, is that you? <laughs> so mark says you've been respecting my palate for the last few weeks and not pushing food on me like (laughs) this is the bar the bar is you're not harassing me 
The bar is you're respecting me when I say no. That's the bar. You're not giving me any more wet willies while I drive. (laughs) Lindsay says they were laughing the other night over nothing. And her laugh is, he calls it Cruella-ish. And she launches (laughs) into it and the experts are like, yikes. Yeah, it's bad. It's horrible. Sorry, guys. (laughs) That's right. We love your dolphin noise. I'll take it any day over that laugh. (laughs) You've heard it. So yeah. Lindsay says she she's always wanted to travel and she's always wanted to have kids and she wanted to do these wild trips, like put a baby in a backpack and go to Afghanistan or Australia or Asia. I don't know. She names a bunch of eight places. <laughs> Mark says, she says a lot of people though, they're content to like just staying in their own world and watching the cars go by and blah, blah, blah. And she says, that's Mark. Yeah. And the music goes, bom, bom. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. So she then says, also, he's been on his phone a ton. Now mm. we get this weird social media conversation where she's like, it's immature to post selfies with filters. And like Mark is doing this all the time. And I think it's Viviana. She goes, is he posting selfies? And she's like, yeah, he's posting selfies. And then she says, Hmm. by the way, too, you've also been talking shit about me and it all gets back to me. What you say about me, I will never not know. That was a pretty ominous statement. Yeah. (laughs) Mark just takes all of this, his eyes, you know, pump with the blood in his veins, I guess, open, (laughs) closed. Oh, you know, he says, I don't want to feel controlled. And then he tries to say that he likes the networking aspect of social media but he's not he's like you know i just feel like when you put something out there and then somebody knows something and viviana's like <laughs> you mean networking or, i think it was pepper networking yeah all right so whatever we have that conversation it never really goes anywhere pastor cal comes in and he's like sometimes you got to take the l he's always mm-hmm. with these sports metaphors and there's sometimes social media is okay and there sometimes it isn't so they decide um oh why do i have i have a weird random paragraph in here that doesn't make sense i'm sorry let me skip to decision time okay decision time mark says Lindsay, you have pushed me and i have grown in eight weeks and i don't think i would have grown the way i did if you were not chosen to be my wife mm-hmm. i think it's worth it i think you're worth it to say yes to and i say yes and all of america went Oh my God. I'm like, why? <laughs> but then again, you've told me from the very beginning, they're stupid enough to both say yes. <laughs> yep. Yep. They're just dumb enough. They're going to be locked mm-hmm. in this toxic circle cycle. So Lindsay strangely reaches into her pocket. And I swear to God, everybody was like, oh my God, security. Like what's happening here? Shoot him or something. <laughs> she pulls out a button and she says, you may not be what I wanted as far as travel and food. But you are kind and you are good. And then she presses the button and says, yes, 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 yes. So remember that her family gave him a button that said no and taught Mm -hmm. her like they were like, you got to learn how to say no to Lindsay. So here's this button. So Mm -hmm. I guess I guess we're hearkening back to that. I don't know. Yeah. Except that I did not remember that until just now. Yes. So yes, 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 yes. Yes. Lindsay tells the camera. (laughs) I need that sound effect. Mark was not everything I asked for, but he's everything I need. There you go. Mm -hmm. Okay. So after decision day, we have a group scene. I will cover that very quickly. Mm -hmm. 
The couples meet up on the rooftop. We see some footage of them packing up and stuff. Nothing. Yeah, really nothing major. Mm-mm. Just them talking about like, oh, is it going to be different in any place? Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. So the couples meet up on the rooftop and Chris shows up. And they're all like, oh, oh, and then Alyssa shows up and like, oh, hey, what's up? (laughs) (laughs) When Alyssa walks in, it is like someone just looking like a disco ball with that dress. It's like someone just poured molasses over the entire group. Like, okay, (laughs) so (laughs) um, Alyssa tells the camera, I've not spoken to Chris at all. No shit. Shocker, you didn't speak to him when you were married to him. Yeah, he doesn't want to speak to you. No. So Jasmina says, Jasmina and Michael were providing some very funny commentary for the camera. And they were like, Alyssa walked in like it was her ex-husband's funeral. And Michael (laughs) goes, and she came in last. That's the way you do it. They were laughing hysterical. And then they go around and they see what everyone said, because we're going to pretend we don't know. We're, we're going to pretend that even though Olajuwon and Katina are there and Katina's sitting on his lap practically, that we mm. don't know if they're still married. So we're exactly. just going to pretend. Okay. So first, for some reason, they start with Alyssa and she says she's been good. She's been okay. Chris says he started dating again. And Lindsay tells the camera, Chris is really thriving. It's like mm-hmm. he knew his worth now. I'm starting to think she would have been a better pick, better match with Chris. Probably. Yeah. yeah. He knew his, he knows his worth and he's getting out there and blah, blah, blah. And the producer goes, what about Alyssa? And she's like, I don't give a fuck about her. <laughs> I love that. All right. So now they go around. Katina and Olajuwon are staying married. And Lindsay goes, did y'all put the P in the V? Mm-hmm. And yes, they did. And Katina yep. says it was worth the wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could have told you that. Um, <laughs> o tells the camera that after decision day, they were lying in bed and they were telling each other how they feel. And they consummated their marriage and it meant so much that they waited. Now Mike and Mike and Katina, do I have that right? No, Mike and Jasmina say, (laughs) say Olajuwon has had a life of, and they, they stumble with what to say next. And Mike goes, hoeing, hoeing around or something like that. And Jasmine is like, yeah, I was trying to say it nicely, but yeah. Okay. So now he's making the right decisions and I'm really glad to see them together. Now, Mark and Lindsay, Mark's like, it's been fun. It's been a lot of ups and downs. And Lindsay breaks out into the laugh. Yep. And everybody's like, oh, my God. Noi tells the camera, these two have had major blow ups. And she reemphasizes like major. Mm-hmm. And then she goes, but you know what? At the end of the day, they're like two peas in a pod. So whatever. Jasmine and Mike are like, yeah, we said yes. OK, so Lindsay now tells the camera. If anyone. Out of these couples, besides myself and Mark, obviously, are going to stand the test of longevity, it's Jasmina and Michael. And I wrote, she is literally the worst judge of character and has no (laughs) idea how to read people. I was like, no, girl, no. Like They'll have have a long-lasting friendship. They have the least chance after you and Mark. You and Mark have the least chance. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, now the moment we've all been waiting for. Here we are. We're here. We've come to the moment where all of my pent up love for Steve comes out and I just ball my eyes out. Steve and Noi decide to get married. Now Steve tells her he has a ring pop for her, just like he did on their wedding day. He gets down this bastard on one knee in that gorgeous suit. 
Mm-hmm. And then he surprises her with a real ring, which matches perfectly to her wedding band. And yep. it's from that like John Fisher diamond or whatever the infomercial that he did last week. And she starts sobbing. And I don't know if you picked this up, but this is a very classic, like you and I talk about this a lot. We grew up in very similar socioeconomic mm-hmm. situations she like her reaction would have been something I would have said she goes I get two rings I get Mm -hmm. two rings like she was like stunned yeah that she was given this exactly for me whenever I've received nice things I've been like wait are you sure is this real like I'm always like questioning yes like but why you know yes and it was such a moving moment were you crying I was crying my Oh my God. I was just like, what the fuck? (laughs) I was blubbering. (laughs) I don't care for these people. Why am I crying? And you know what's hilarious is everyone was standing there just stunned. But if you look, Lindsay is shooting daggers at Mark. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, you didn't do that for me. Where's my ring? So Noi just like, she cannot compose herself. She is just so overjoyed. I mean, she is, she's so in love with this man. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you. So they all congratulate them. And then we have a confessional from Mark to end the episode that tells us about how great the group is. And there's no group that he would rather have gone through this with. And this is, I have to say, like, if you don't count Chris and Alyssa, this mm-hmm. is the only time in math's history that we've had a four for four. It was amazing. I was like, has mm-hmm. this ever happened? And, and then I was thinking, okay, well, they succeeded. They all said, yes, that's yeah. part of the whole game. But yeah. now let's see next week. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Next time on, Mark and Lindsay are doing a weird handshake. Uh, Lindsay confronts Alyssa about messaging Mark. I think you're safe there, girl. I don't think Alyssa wants Mark. No. Jasmina says she and Michael got into a very nasty argument. And Michael's like, oh, okay, so we're doing this. That kind of thing. Uh, Is Steve looking for a job? Question mark. (laughs) Um, About that. (laughs) Kevin goes. He said your food was inevitable, inedible, Katina, who's wearing an amazing wig. Mm-hmm. And Katina's like, I know, and it hurt my feelings. Mark is crying. Lindsay's yelling at Dr. Viv. And Alyssa reminds everyone that she really is a good person. I know this is like a runny joke, but I really am a good person. <laughs> oh, God. So, so that's it. So I, I did want to mention, though, that there is this whole theory that the editing especially with the Lajuan and Katina is really bad because of the neck tattoos yes mm-hmm. so Lajuan got these crazy neck tattoos I mean they look good on him you know but they're like very pronounced really hard high mm-hmm. up like near his Adam's that but that must have been painful like it, unless he wore a turtleneck he would not be able to cover these up mm-hmm. yet there's scenes where he doesn't have them Mm-hmm. And then there's a scene early on when they're filming the hostage video after they've had the fight. Yeah. So here's what I'm thinking happened. And he has the neck tattoo there. So what I'm thinking happened is, because if you remember, you and I talked about this, they didn't show us that they resolved their conflict on screen. Right. So they had the big fight and then silence. And then we got that weird video where they were mm-hmm. like, oh, well, we actually talked about it. I think for editing purposes, they needed a resolution to that. Right. And so they went back and filled it in. And that's why it it was like weird. Right. That's why it was weird. That's why it was like, oh, we ended up talking and everything was fine. And we're all like, okay. 
I mean, does our lifetime have enough money where they can like actually airbrush out the tattoo, match the consistency, somebody put makeup on it? Yep, somebody should have caught that. That was sloppy. <sighs> That's a continuity error. Yeah. Um. All right. So next week, I'm thinking they're doing two reunions. I think they do two. Like part one and two. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. Whatever. We'll be here for it. We'll be here for it. This is actually the most exciting part of it because yes. then we're going to find out if Mark finds out, well, he probably did if he watched the show, that he has tiny balls. That's true. Does he know he has Mom. tiny balls? Does he know? Where does he think that Elmer's Blue's coming from? <laughs> oh, God. I just made myself want to throw up. Oh, my God. Confess. I got a really nice DM from one of our listeners today who bought my book, Fat Girl Skinny, and read it and Aww. like talked about how much she loved it. And now I feel like she turns on the podcast and hears me talking about Mark's small balls with the Elmer's Blue. And she's probably like, I never want to hear this woman again. I'm forever banned. I'm done. <laughs> no. So, all right. Um, so we will be back. We just had like an impromptu um, production meeting at the beginning of the episode. I know a lot of you guys want us to cover something else this year. It's not going to be possible. We're just going to go into season 15 of maps when it comes out, we will be there when it comes mm-hmm. out. Um, we don't reminder. We don't cover like the matchmaking specials and all that shit. No. We start episode one, the weddings. Yes. So we'll do that, but we, we need a little bit of time. Leslie's working on that PhD and, you know, yeah. I'm working on some stuff with my job and stuff. So we're going to just, you know, after these next two episodes, probably have a couple weeks off and then, mm-hmm. you know, but you can always turn over to Sinister Girls and Gen X. This is why, because we're going like crazy there. Yeah. We'll still on. Still on girl. I'm making my sister watch Shawshank Redemption. Finally. <laughs> I think I saw it when it first came out. But I haven't seen it since. It's so fantastic. All right. So as I mentioned, uh, you can catch Leslie at Sinister Girls. So why don't you tell us what do you have coming up? So we have another amazing interview. Like we just had a bit of a hiatus. So this week's episode features um, Vakili Band. Um, so Lily Vakili, she is the lead singer. She's amazing. And we talk so much. We geek out over music. Um, but next week we have this amazing band, which is like generational, like dad, son, daughter, like really all kinds of stuff. Rhythm Tribe. They are spectacular. Okay. And they did an impromptu performance on the show so that's for next week so please check out sinister girls on instagram twitter all that good stuff okay very cool and i'm at gen x this is why um just you know covering little house on the prairie (laughs) as it as it as it is um and like i said we're doing a little bit of movies over there there is a new show a new documentary about um three mile island that scare in the Mm. 80s i think it was yeah. Okay, I'm not familiar with that now. Oh, we almost had a nuclear reactor meltdown in Pennsylvania. Oh, boy. So um, we're, we might cover that. I'm not sure. So okay. so we do do documentaries occasionally. We do movies. So check us out at Gen X. This is why. So you're and telling me that's my origin story? I was a nuclear <laughs> explosion in the 80s? <laughs> <laughs> On that note. <laughs> All right, guys. So don't forget to follow us on instagram at six degrees of reality tv and uh subscribe share and like and spread the spread the word and help us get um our name out there and 
hopefully, you know, if we get enough people listening, then we can start doing other things. We would love mm-hmm. to do that. So yeah, we would love to. We would absolutely love to. So, all right. Thanks for listening and we'll see you soon. Bye.